It's time for Miss Gay USA. Of? Of? What? Of, of. Oh, yes, of course. Miss Gay USA. Of. of. Mm-hmm. Yet another stunning and incredible pageant system celebrating amazing and talented queens. We've got interviews with divas who've snatched crowns, who've gotten perfect scores, and even the current reigning. Mm-hmm. Clean sweep and current reigning. So grab <laughs> your sequence gown. It's time for another amazing episode of Pageant, pageant Pod. Pod. Miss Gay U.S. of A edition. Forever Dog Coming to you from Miami, Florida, she would like to thank you for being a friend, a pal, and confidant. The current reigning Miss Shady Pines, it's Alaska! And representing the Boston legal system, cold cases everywhere, and a champion of all three letters of C, S, and I. It's your current miss, you must have a television, Wilhelmina St. Heatherston. Good evening, panel of distinguished listeners, and welcome back to Pageant Pod, which we lovingly call... This is an eight-episode limited series podcast, and we're exploring the fabulous and dramatic history of drag pageants and how these queer institutions helped shape drag culture and gay culture in general. Because, I mean, let's be honest, the gays steal from the drags, just like the drags stole from uh, African-American community. That's tea. And this may be a limited series, but the possibilities are unlimited. They really are. And today, we're diving deep into the history of the Miss Gay Gay US US of of A A. pageant. Now, don't forget the of or we'll get sued. Mm -hmm, We'll talk more uh... about that later. (laughs) Before we get into the history of the page, let's hear from our former winners of Miss Gay US of A. You may know her as the dancing diva of the Deep South. She is an icon. She's a legend. We met her on Drag Race Season 7, and we got to watch her shine on All-Stars Season 3. So whether she's singing or bucking or twirling, she knows how to work a crowd. And she's drag excellence all the way. It's Kentity Davenport. Kennedy Davenport won Miss Gay US of A in 2019 and is currently still in her reign. Don't forget it. Don't, don't do it. So you did Miss Gay US of A. That was your... Yeah, that was my ultimate goal um, as as an entertainer. You know, even before Drag Race, I wanted to be, you know, I was in pageantry. So that was a goal that I had to accomplish. And why Miss Gay US of A? Because there are a lot of different, you know, systems. Why that one? Because um, Texas is a US of A state. So I grew up around all of the girls that were basically US of A. Like my sister Chevelle, she was the first entertainer that I saw. Um, and was that was my sister compete for Miss Texas US of A. So when I went to Miss Texas US of A, it was like 60 girls 
competing. And they were like, and all I remember like the presentation, they was in these big elaborate costumes and everybody had dancers and it was just so big. And that was my real taste of the US of A system. And even before I really got into drag, a lot of the people in my circle was like, you need to do Miss US of A, you, you need to do Miss US of A because it's a talent pageant, you will win that. So it was just in the atmosphere of Texas that, you know, you just had to be a US of A girl, especially if you were a dancing girl. She's an icon and a legend in her own right. She has competed in more pageants than she can remember. A mother of countless drag children. And she even has sneakers with her face on them. Oh. You fell in love with her on season 13 of Drag Race. It's Tamisha, Tamisha Iman. Iman. Tamisha Iman won Miss Gay US of A in 2005. Holler at her. I know you know her. Holler at her. I know you know her. Um, well, I am a former Miss US of A, um, I think 2005. Um, my biggest accomplishment when it came to pageantry was when I won Miss National in 1990, I want to say six. Um, I had been performing like six years at that time. And it was unheard of. I was a newcomer kind of. And I, it was 39 of us in the pageant, but it was like 20 of the professional divas of the industry. And um, by the grace of God, I won. So that was a good one. Um, I've actually won, I want to say 99 to 100 pageants, but they were all like, that was my way of life. That's how I survived. So I would be doing Miss Chew Man Chew or Miss Burger King McDonald, whatever it is. It didn't matter. I was... <laughs> I was entering because that was how I paid my bill. That was how I, you know, supported my livelihood. So that's a lot. Now, which pageant should you have won? But they were rigged. Oh, now. Okay. Now, <laughs> you want to go there? No. <laughs> that's a short list because you want them all, bitch. <laughs> uh, no, girl. I've actually done about 200 and some pageants out of oh, this 30 shit. years. The doll with the perfect scorecard. She's mm-hmm. back, back, back again to share more amazing pageantry insights by way of Colorado, Illinois, Kentucky, and now Hollywood. Mm. It's the Aurora Sexton. Mm, Aurora Sexton won Miss Gay US of A in 2016. Yes. The first national pageant I ever did was Miss Gay US of A, and it was the year Alyssa Edwards won. And I thought, oh, I'm going to do it. I'm going to be so fabulous. And they said, here's 24th place. Have a seat. Enjoy the show. (laughs) And then a decade later, I went back and I won every category with perfect scores and I won the pageant. How the, okay, how does that, that is not something that happens ever is getting a perfect score in every category. (laughs) I, I think I'm one of only two Miss Gay US of A's that has ever done that. And the other one was Tandy Andrews. Watch out for a girl named Tandy. That's all I'm going to say. Right. Tandy is dandy. She, tandy is dandy. She will She will turn it up. That's amazing. So what did that, I mean, how did that feel to to sweep like that? Amazing. I mean, I, I, I just went in hoping to do my best and be as prepared as I could be. And it just happened that way. And, um, and I was so grateful and thankful. And uh, be- being 
um, able to reign and travel as Miss Gay USA Bay opened up so many doors for me. I got to have so many amazing experiences, um, you know, job opportunities, speaking opportunities, uh, what have you. And, you know, even though pageants are as big as they used to be, you know, they're still a very um, big part of um, gay culture, queer culture, trans and drag queen culture. Now, Miss Gay USA A was created by Miss Gay America winner Jimmy D in 1979. Uh, no affiliation with the sausages or any meat byproducts. Um, and in 1979, Naomi Sims was named the first winner. Ah, and y- okay. You, you've heard that name before around our podge, haven't you? Yes, we have. Naomi Sims is a name you might recognize um, around this time period and in the pageant world, Naomi Sims. So last week we talked about her being named Emeritus National Entertainer of the Year because she won the pageant that EOY was based on a few years before EOY officially began. So she was also in the Fabulous Four slash Fantastic Five with Tasha Cole, which Mm -hmm. was an iconic drag girl group. Someone did it before you, Will. Someone did it for you, uh, which we'll hear more about in episode seven of Badge Pod. Now, unfortunately, Naomi died at the age of 39 years old, but there are some really great photos and newspaper clippings about her careers listed in the Texas Obituary Project. And we'll share that link. It's totally worth checking out. It'll be on Race Chaser Pod link so you can uh, take a look at her. She's an undeniable part of why all of this worked and why drag became so huge. Definitely. And such a beauty and such an icon. So we'll be sharing some some links and some pictures. We're looking at the pictures now and she's the doll. Mm-hmm. Oh Try my and describe her without using the word the doll. Gorge. Uh, she knows how to find her light even in a Polaroid. <laughs> yes, bitch. <laughs> she do. Oh, so beautiful. Um, so... Back- Back, back, backpack, backpack, back again to Miss Gay U.S. of A. Okay, now there's a there's some ups and downs. Within six years, the pageant went bankrupt. They should have used wow. Preciosa. <laughs> Not everything needs to be Swarovski, especially Blackstones. Blackstones, you could just get plastic. Yes, so Houston-based Miss Gay America promoter Jerry Bird purchased the bankrupt Miss Gay USA pageant. Within a few years, he took the pageant from a small 12-contestant affair to a national showcase with over 80 participants. Mm -hmm. Okay. And Miss Gay USA was first held in 1986 with the coronation of Michael Andrews. Mm. And since then, many of the most well-known entertainers have sought and won the prestigious title of Miss Gay US of A. Yes. So So these are two different pageants. Well, we all we all know it as Miss Gay US of A, but before it was Miss Gay USA. And Aurora Sexton is gonna Tell us a little bit about the drama as to why they had to add that little of in there. Um, and I've, I'm giving you one clue. It's orange. Interestingly enough, uh, because, of course, he's involved in everything, um, the of in US of A came from Donald Trump. Because back in the 90s, uh-huh. back in the 90s, all the girls were on the talk shows. They were on Sally, Donahue, everybody. And they had like Miss Gay Pennsylvania, Miss Gay Ohio, whatever on a show. And he saw that and he owned Miss USA at the time. And he sued 
the owner, Jerry, and Jerry spent $100,000 fighting him in court. And so the judge added the of into the title. So that's that's why legally I we have to say Miss Gay US of A anytime we talk about it. That fucking guy. He just fucks everything, right? What a troll. <laughs> Total troll. He can't run a fucking business to save his life, but he can sue, can't he? Yeah, and I mean, he didn't, I guess he didn't want to fuck the contestants, so he might as well get some money out of that. <laughs> Jesus. So, in the mid-90s, the pageant was renamed Miss Gay US of A. Miss Gay US of A is open to all biological men who are 21 years of age by the time the national pageant can provide state-issued certification. And we're reading um, this directly from the website. Um, the national pageant is held in Dallas, Texas, the week before Memorial Day in May of each year. Mm-hmm. And we're going to break down the rules for you, Page, Page by Page. But uh, let's hear from our queens first and what they had to abide by in order to participate. Mm-hmm. Take it away, Kennedy. The only rule of the only rule, we have a lot of rules once you win. <laughs> but in order to compete, you just have to be, you have to have been born a man. You can't have, um, you know, a gender reassignment or anything like that. But that's why we have different branches. We have different, we have, we have, um, we have the MI and we have um, Diva which is real real girl pageant and mi is male illusion and we have at large and we have newcomer and we you know we have all divisions so for my specific division you still have to you know have your good stuff So if you've had, if you've had bottom surgery, like if you've gotten a pussy, okay, mm-hmm. are you, you're not, you're not technically allowed to be in US of A? Correct. During the week of the pageant, there's like four prelim nights. And that's when all the contestants from all over um, go through every category. And whoever the, at the end of the week on final night, whoever the top 12, uh, contestants with the highest scores are they compete again but but then we change our whole package and it becomes something completely different so you're not just paying for one dress you're paying for two and two talents two sets of costumes it's a lot it's a lot because you can't or you or you don't typically repeat your prelim or is it forbidden no, it's it's not forbidden at all. Um, it's it's usually smarter to have something new, um, yeah. Because the the element of surprise is so important, and if they exactly, and if they've already seen it, then that's gone. Right, it's not going to be as impactful if they've seen it. Right, but mm-hmm. you're also gamble with that because if your prelim talent was amazing, but your final night talent is blah, then they're going to be like, why didn't she do it again? Right. So you're like playing against yourself and the expectations that you've set. Yeah. But, but I mean, like what is pageantry, but professional gambling? I mean, there's only one, there's only one winner. And I mean, (laughs) it's, it's, it's a very glamorous Ponzi scheme. (laughs) You have state, city, regional preliminaries in order to get to the national. 
So you can't just show up to the national and be like, I'm running in the pageant. You have to win. It's just like a regular, like a, a like Miss America or a Miss, like a regular pageant. You have to win a preliminary to get to, um, to get to the nationals. And a lot of the judges, you know, make it big on us selling preliminaries. And, and it's a lot of mixed feelings about it because some people just believe that you should be a queen. Like my 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 mother collects put it the best way. You don't see Beyonce in the parking lot selling tickets. You know, and she'll say it all the time. She, and she's once said in the park in the in in her interview, she, she only she can get away with this. Baby, I don't sell prelims. I sell pussy. <laughs> Woo, Lord. All this shit could get away with stuff like that, Jesus. But it's a lot of truth in it because and her and her philosophy and her own opinion about it is I'm the queen that if if I'm if I'm reigning. My job is to be the very best queen that I can possibly be. And it's up to the promoters to make, you know, to step up to the plate and to help me be the very best queen that I can be. So people that that are on the outside looking in or want to be that queen. That's how people gravitate to systems. Oh, oh my gosh, she is sick. Me every time I see her, you know, she's the limelight. She is the life of the party. You know, my job is to be that light of the system, not the person sitting behind the the computer trying to sell prelims or showing up to a prelim trying to sell another prelim. So it kind of goes hand in hand in the sense you have to find the balance of being a representative and an administrator for that said system. Some systems is not very big on that because you have some people who just gravitate and just want to be a part of systems like continental is not does not stress being an administrator um and other systems too but it's just good to have that quality as a as a queen you're a business person i'm about business so i'm going to keep in contact with the promoters i'm going to keep in contact with the contestants because it's my it's my passion to be a um to be a queen let's open up the official rule book I'm blowing off the dust. Now, Willem, I know you usually throw rule rule books out the window, so I had to go outside and get this off the lawn. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> we're lucky we didn't have the sprinklers on. Uh, you have broken the rules. the rules. Rules that were in pla- put in place to protect the fairness of this competition. <laughs> fairness. <laughs> so funny. Do you have that tattooed on your backside? <laughs> I have if you can read this, get tested. <laughs> You're um, the rules. Okay, so then what are some much, of these rules? Much like the Olympics, you're not allowed to use marijuana. <laughs> Immediate oh. disqualification for marijuana usage or, or dispensation or any illegal drugs. You mm. can't dispense them. You can't use them. You can't be flashing them. 
Okay. Um, Any contestant that is not in the appointed place at the appointed time may lose administrative points. Girl, Honey, is- where, where is your appointed place? And what is the appointed time? You're not there. You're you're losing points. Girl, the admin points are what'll get you. Yeah, bitch. Any contestant, contestant's dancer, helper, etc., who is in the caught in the act of stealing or tampering with another person's possessions will immediately mm. be disqualified and removed from the location of the pageant. That's it. they're gonna get moved from the appointed place. No boosting, uh, bitches. That's what no that means. Boosting. No boosting. <laughs> US of A does not discriminate against entertainers with silicone and or hormones. That's nice. The use of silicone and or hormones will not be considered by any judge in the scoring of contestants. However, nudity and pasties will not be allowed by anyone. Contestant, dancers, former title holder, entertainment, anyone, Willem, that means you, in any portion of the preliminary or final night competition. They they have to worry more about a hormonin. Than, than a pasty on me, honey. Because this pasty won't stick when I when I have all my body glitters and my Sally Hansen's mm-hmm. on. You'll have to use a you'll have to use a nail teak uh, alcohol pad to remove it first. <laughs> nail teak. <laughs> nail teak. Now, Miss Gay U.S. of A will be required to sign a contract with U.S. of A pageants before any prize money is paid. Okay. Failure to sign the contract will mean forfeiture of the title. All right. Um, That's pretty, pretty straightforward. Any contestant in the top five not staying on stage for the entire crowning and picture taking will forfeit their placement and prize money. So this is not the time to show temperament. Not at all. Within seven days of winning the contest, Miss Gay US of A must have and maintain an email address and cell phone for the entire length of their reign. Well, fuck, we I'm can't out. even get the mom girls to do that. I'm out, bitch. Girl, girl. <laughs> try it. Try uh, it. Uh, answer your phone and and email? No. That, this, is cr- this is ludicrous. <laughs> that literally makes me want to not have a cell phone for an entire year. <laughs> like, just the, the idea of that being possible is very appealing to me. Um, uh, just a landline. Um, any contestant. Just a little landline. <laughs> Any contestant who has qualified to attend any U.S. of A. national pageant and fails to attend may not compete in any U.S. of A. pageant's LLC preliminary until they've paid back all prizes, a $250 fine to the national promoter, and waited at least one year. Oh, wow. (laughs) Okay, this is my favorite one. Any contestant that uses hotel towels to remove makeup will be fined $10 per towel and lose administrative points per towel. So please bring your own. Uh, now, uh, I I uh, like this because the only place that I was ever picked up at the airport and then when I was dropped off at the hotel, I the hotel gave me like a box of rags. They're like, <laughs> these are the drag queen towels. These are the ones we let you use to take your makeup off. And I was like, um, I'm good. Like... I rather oh just smear God. Abilene on my face than use toilet paper, but then be given a box of um, housekeeping towels that were like thread barn and just like <laughs> they, they was not the tea. And I think it was, um, this was the club that it was the same one that um, 
He was the one that said Sahara and Manila's outfits were rumpled and crinkled and he tried to get money back from David. What was his name? Fuck. I, it, I, I'm in trouble because I can't calculate how many hotel towels I have used to remove my makeup. So I guess I have left soiled, rumpled, ruined towels every city I've ever gone to. I did, is this, should I not? I thought they bleach it. I thought it would come out. I mean, sometimes they do. I but I'm I'm really not sure. I I've definitely ruined some towels in in my day too. Once I've we ruined got, some like, beds. <laughs> once we girls, I've sheets, ruined some men. <laughs> some sheets, girl. Once we uh, once we got this like really nice hotel like for a gig, and Nick was like, "Oh my gosh, there's some really nice towels in here that you can ruin." <laughs> we're Why gonna take, we a, take break a break and go ruin some uh, linens girl <laughs> you wipe your face i'll wipe my ass <laughs> all right we're back and what category gonna, are we on right now? What category? What category? We're, um, we're going to go over the categories, okay? And, you know, it's a badge, so it's pretty straightforward. You're going to get sort of uh, the, your expected categories. But we're mm-hmm. there, there's a, a few things. So for the first one is um, talent, okay? Limited to seven minutes. Seven minutes in heaven, my love. Um... The prop setup and knockdown time, <laughs> knockdown time, will be limited to five minutes total. I like uh, my knock-up time limited to two minutes total. <laughs> and uh, you'll be timed at rehearsal just to make sure that you're within those bounds. Okay, that's pretty straightforward. That seems fair. Yeah, and with um, with this talent category, any talent presentation is acceptable, except. Those which may cause injury to the audience or any other person. That means okay. <laughs> no glitter, no fire of any kind, water or liquids, including paint. So detox so is out. Detox. <laughs> leave, leave that number at home. No confetti or confetti cannons okay. may be used in any talent presentation. No live animals or reptiles. <laughs> I, I need to know why they had to add... Or reptiles. Because, like, did some bitch come bet, out with a Gia monster? I bet some girl showed up with a snake and said, it's not an animal, it's a reptile. It's, <laughs> but a reptile is an animal. Yeah, I mean... To it, me? It it, for me? <laughs> for me personally? It would have been different if it said no mammal, no live mammals or... Or reptiles, but like <laughs> some of these rules are um, are go out of their way to overstate um, the the genus and the the. Oh, I mean, they have to because girls will try it. Oh, you know what? Maybe girls a bitch had a bird. Try. Maybe a bitch had a bird, and it was in her act somehow. You know, honey, I have a bird, darling. In interview category, 
the purpose of the personal interview in the US of A system is to allow the judges some insight into the character of each contestant. <laughs> yes. Oh. So uh, the judges are lo- uh, taking the opportunity to evaluate each contestant's basic qualities, such as intelligence, ability to communicate, attitude, composure, etc. Okay. They want to see if you will uphold the title of Miss Gay U.S. of A, when you are not given your maple syrup dipping sauce with your French toast sticks at Whataburger at 3 a.m. in the morning in the drive-thru. How does one handle themselves? They want to know. With composure, I would hope. And this this is my favorite part. The suggested attire uh, for the interview is casual day wear, male or female, and can range from casual day wear to professional corporate attire. What would you wear to interview? I would wear um, a rainbow Mugler dress with a pocket, a three and a half inch heel oh, with with a business. with an open peep toe and a suntan pantyhose sheer to waist. Because she's doing I would, business. I would also have a day glove. Okay, yes. A hat. There you better have a handbook. Pocket book, and, I mean. And a baby crocodile. <laughs> Because you can't you can't use a live animal during talent, but they didn't say you couldn't bring it at interview. I will bring a baby crocodile. <laughs> it's just crawling around the office while they're interviewing you. <laughs> what would you bring, bitch? What would you wear? I don't know. Garbage bag. Garbage. I don't. I feel well. I feel like if some of some of the girls are showing up in drag, but but I would want to do like not drag, but I would do some sort of flamboyant suit. An ascot, very easy breezy. I I don't know. An ascot is so formal. Like, just I would be like easy breezy and just like have a conversation like out of drag. That's mm-hmm. what I would do. I could see you in like derby wear, like day derby. Derby. Yeah, derby. <laughs> like Kentucky. Like like what a derby. man. Derby. What Filthy. a <laughs> too what a, <laughs> too derby to clean, clean your act, act up. <laughs> Uh, like some something that like a flamboyant man would wear to like a derby party before the well, Kentucky yeah, Derby. Derby! <laughs> Can we do that? But with huge derby hats. Yeah, just <laughs> just horses. Now's about time to get derby. We'll do a hard candy derby tour. Very that. Louisville okay. will be quaking. The, the next category is evening gown. Okay, mm-hmm. and this is evening gown. Gown, not dress. Not creative evening wear. Yes. So it must be a full length, any kind of color or style. But but it says they've they've often rewarded gowns that include lots of rhinestones, beading, as well as hair and accessories that may be described as high drag. They're leaving out the important word. High whore drag. High whore drag. It's called high whore drag. And (laughs) um, Adore Delano is out here. She can't she can't compete. None of Those her gowns. Those two inches look at you. Those two None inches. Of, she, she would be dog walked. She would be dress walked. She would be told, Those are dresses, not gowns, darling. Um, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm very certain that one can't tell the difference between couture and designer, but couture gowns are also appropriate for the US of A fashion evening gown mm-hmm. category. But yes. couture is not necessarily creative evening wear. And gowns that are costumes should be avoided. Right. 
Um, okay. Well, no costume. It was verging on costume for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, this is, you know, all the girls say study the rule book because each system is different. They each have a different like vibe and they're looking for different things. So it's very, uh, I'm glad we're getting into all this. They discourage gowns that are so heavily embellished that the contestant cannot model them elegantly. Also, judges are asked to educate themselves about current fashion <laughs> and contestants. <laughs> should be aware that a gown though beautiful may be outdated and therefore not score as well as it might otherwise damn damn read by the rule book i i i would love to be on the rule committee for um for your pageant and put together a rule book okay <laughs> of, of rules that that negate but... itself by the fourth paragraph of said uh of said rule you know yeah, and we're going to do a whole episode about uh, Drag Queen of the Year, but I feel like we're sort of the pageant of, like, not rules. Like, it's sort of like, take all the rules you know and sort of throw them out. I know, that's why we'll we'll have them in there, but then we'll negate ourselves by the end. <laughs> we'll just have a... We'll have, no um, reptiles, no birds. We'll have a monitor. However, not, not, not a question monitor, an actual <laughs> reptile monitor come in and just put the rule book in his mouth. Just, with the tail just swishing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He, he, oh, like, God, the monitor ate going, the drink tickets. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> now tell us about these tighter holder responsibilities, please. The title holder agrees to hold the title in the highest esteem. Okay, that's pretty straightforward. The, mm-hmm. They agree that while appearing entertaining and representing the title, they will not do the following. They won't be drunk in a public space. They You're will out. not commit acts of a sexual nature or Ooh, violent nature in public space. There's no illegal drugs. They will not steal. They they will not have a sex change operation? Whoa. They will They will also not have sex while playing the Milton and Parker Bradley game Operation. Oh, my God. They will not participate <laughs> in malicious gossip. Oh, my God. <laughs> they have to attend and participate in the next year's pageant. They will not be deemed guilty of any other unreasonable act that's demeaning to the title. Uh, they have to perform at least three times during the state or regional pageant, unless otherwise instructed. Uh, they have to provide a satisfactory publicity photograph with the crown within 30 days of getting the title. So you need to get that picture taken. They will not perform nude. I'm out. Uh <laughs> The title holder agrees to receive permission from the promoter before appearing at any pageant or contest in any other pageantry system. So no pop-ups, ladies. No pop-ups. And you cannot enter any other pageants during your reign. Uh, So they've... Wow, that's... I mean, that's all pretty straightforward, though. Like, don't demean the system while you're the winner. That's, you know... And no no cross-changes, girls. Oh, that gotta wait till your give wild up to me no, but, yeah that 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 i feel like if if somebody pressed it and then sued the system they would definitely win yeah right that's outdated i think yeah definitely because um, like what if you're whatever your transition journey is like it shouldn't matter you shouldn't have to postpone it or and like who's change checking your plans. honestly who's checking <laughs> who's saying um can you can you pull your panties to the side we're just gonna check in there Maybe Nobody's it's, checking. Maybe it's maybe it's just because of the off time. 
And you'd be like, well, you can't, you have to like take too much time off. <laughs> I don't know. I can't explain. So like other pageants, there are spinoffs. There's at large, there's classic, there's newcomer, uh, there's Mr. Gay US of A, Mr. Gay US of A at large, and Miss US of A Diva, which is a femme page or an AFAB page. Mm-hmm. And we will be back right after this break with some divas who've competed in the past and won Miss Gay US of A. So stay tuned. back and we're so excited to hear more from our Miss Gay US of A winners. So let's hear about what it took for them to prepare for the pageant. No, for the first three years of pageantry, I won every pageant I, I was in. Um, oh. And that's just being honest. Like, even down to the that newcomer. An even, <laughs> even, like, down to, like, the male contest I did. Every pageant I did for my first three years, I, I won. And then, um, by that time, people... I'm a very difficult person. Like, if you tell me you're going to give me $100 before I get there and I get there, you only got 50 there's a problem. You know what I'm saying? So, mm. but I'm the type of person to where I would try to ha- discuss the problem with you. And then when I'm not getting anywhere, if somebody asks me, I'm going to say, well, bitch, I gave me all my money. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm vocal right. like that. So, in pageantry, they want you to keep the mistakes, like a lot of things, um, quiet. And that's not what I did. So once I started being vocal about how certain pageants and things of shady dealers, then people are like, oh, girl, she's difficult. Just like, you know, what's going on with me right now, drivers. But um, nevertheless, I would make it known, you know, my gripes. So now I'm no longer, okay, the girl that, that, that can win because she's talented and we like her. Now it's like, oh, the bitch got to win on her talent. So I, shortly I became his first runner up. <laughs> so mm. for the, the next two years, I was first runner up. Not a problem because I, I never really fared less than first runner up. It was always winner or first runner up. So, um, yeah. Wow. Here now is Kennedy Davenport. How many years did you try before you won? It took four attempts. And the third attempt, I actually tied for the win. And that was that was the year you you helped sponsor me too. Um, <laughs> that was the year you helped sponsor me. Um, I tied for the win. So what break what broke the tie was whoever had the highest talent score wins the pageant. So she her she she was a couple of points ahead of me in talent, and that's how she won the pageant. And so, like, the first time I went, I was living in Florida, and I was dropped on my face (laughs) the first time I went in talent. Yes, I was up in a split, girl, like, over, like, above their heads. I was like, hi. And I just fell over. Nobody caught me, girl. The second time, nobody knew I ran. Nobody uh, remembers. <laughs> yeah, the third time. It's in the third time I tied for the win. And then the fourth time, it was no host bar. And baby, I let them have it. We just kind of all fell into place. That's something That's something interesting. And I. it kind of happens magically with 
with pageants. It's like sometimes it's a girl's year. Did you yeah. feel like did you feel like it was your year when you finally took it? Um, I knew that um, after because what I wanted to do since I had finished so strong is to go right back because that's what usually happens. If you get first one up and it's tight, you need to go back the next year. But you have to go back making sure that you are just as strong or better than the year um, before. So what happened was, had I went right back, I I wouldn't have competed as good as I competed the year that I won. So the year that I that I geared up to the win, I had like a year and a half to get ready. So all of my all of my vision of how I wanted to do this pageant and how I wanted to win this pageant, it came all together and it was like everything aligned. So it was definitely the preparation. You have to prepare, especially for any pageant. Um, it's a difference between being a contender and a contestant. And given the amount of years I've been in drag, uh, doing drag and in pageantry, I can be a contestant. So I have to take my time and I have to prepare. So by the time I prepare and by the time that pageant came around, baby, it was no, it was, <laughs> it was taking, I was taking no for an answer. That's for sure. So I really do believe, I mean, I did have some competition um, because you had Portia Paris who had also been running um the, around the same amount of times that I have ran and she she's taken first runner up as well and so I had some good competition but I stayed focused I don't you know you know when I when I'm in competition with anybody as you as you know very well I don't you know I don't see anybody as the threat I'm my own threat I'm my own competition so by the time that pageant rolled around I was ready boo here is Aurora Sexton. Miss Gay Yusve is more of a talent-based pageant. That's the highest scoring category. And traditionally, mm. um, the talent competition has always been like way over the top, humongous productions, even though they all have those. USA has been the most outlandish, traditionally. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why I won, because I'm very outlandish. The year you won Miss Gay USA, what was the preparation process like so when you're going to a national contest you're looking at about a year of preparation if you're serious about it um and of course it all starts with the creative process ideas music things you enjoy ultimately um it's important to be yourself and do you mm. you know if you're weird do weird if you're a dancer dance you know if you're an actress act whatever um so for all the national big national contests, you have to qualify through a preliminary pageant, which is either a state title or a regional title. And so when you go to compete in that, if you win or get first runner up, you qualify for the national contest. And the promoter of the preliminary contest helps you get ready, helps you raise money. It does take a mm. considerable amount of money to compete. Um, when I was doing Miss Continental, I mean, we, I, I spent enough to probably buy a condo and a car. And now I've just got a closet full of dresses I can't get rid of. <laughs> but um, 
you know, so you, and then you, after that, you start assembling your team, you get your choreographer, your dancers, your, your costume designers, dressmakers, wig stylists, jewelry makers. Um, and it's just this frenzied two months of rehearsals and fittings and, and starving and a lot of crying. And then, <laughs> and then it all culminates in one week and it just goes by so fast. And before you know it, it's over. And either you have a <sighs> crown on your head or you're very poor. But either way, you get to eat again, which is wonderful. So wait, are you not eating because you spent all your money on your package or because you, you're you trying to fit into the into the garment? Both. <laughs> okay. My girls be coming home and their power's turned off. They've got eviction notices, but but they look beautiful. What, there's a lot of conversation now about how much queens are spending to go on RuPaul's Drag Race. Right. And I feel like pageants have always cost more than RuPaul's Drag Race. Well, I think it's pretty even now. You know, I have mm. I have prepared several people to go on RuPaul's Drag Race. So I've seen firsthand, you know, what they have to do, what they have to spend the packing process. I mean, when you get a list, it's like 60 looks you have to put together. And those, yeah. and those add up very quickly, especially if you want to have, you know, a garment or a costume that it looks, you know, rich and expensive is because it was expensive. <laughs> and, and, and some girls have access to those things and some girls don't. And some girls have teams of people, you know, like here in LA, we have house of Avalon, you know, which is a, a house that they put together, um, Gigi and uh, Simone and, um, <clears throat> and it, the same in pageantry, you know, these houses would come together and, um, support their drag mothers or their drag sisters, daughters, whoever. And you have a house full of like 20 people just beating and stoning and nonstop. And it becomes a family affair. But if you don't have that, you know, then you're at the whim of whatever, uh, designers and hairstylists and whoever is charging you, which can add up very quickly. The year before, I had got first runner up to Miss Gay USA mm-hmm. to um, um, Layla, and LaRue? immediately after the yeah Layla the room work, um, I love her. Immediately after the pageant, I got sick. I feel ill. I'm the type of person I'm always stressing myself out. I have always been a one person shop. You know what I'm saying? So I'm making all my clothes. I'm getting all the dancers there. I have to make all their costumes. It's so much I have to do. So physically after the pageant, my body shut down. So I was down Mm. for like six months. And then, you know, I knew the pageant was coming. So I had to fight to get back to that point. So I get to the pageant. It's just like kind of like, oh, it's kind of taboo. It's kind of like drag race. So I get to the pageant and I'm not 100%. Mentally, I'm 100%, but physically I'm not 100%. And the thing that was amazing, this was the first time my kids from coast to coast aided me when I, because they knew I wanted the pageant. My talent consists of me traveling to Florida um, with five dancers, to New Orleans with five dancers. I came with, um, I came from Atlanta with 10 dancers. So I'm having to, I taught everybody, um, and it's crazy, I taught everybody their routine separately and we didn't get to pull it together until we got to the contest um my gown i made my gown um my first gown the the year that layla 
um, one. I made that gown. That gown came from Walmart. The fabric came from Walmart. Mm. <laughs> and it was a dollar a yard. I thought it was some pretty fabric. So I got that. Went back to Walmart. I said, Walmart worked the first time. Let me go back to Walmart. <laughs> and I got another beautiful fabric and one gown again. And so, you know, along my journey, I just found out because at first it was like, you got to have the $3,000 gown. You got to have the $4,000, this and that. When you're talented and you can bring it together, it was, you know, it was easy for me to bring my creativity, but it was the hardest pageant, but it was the most rewarding accomplishment I've ever had because I knew just like I felt like drag race I knew I I felt like I was going to age out of ever getting on the show and Mm. with me being in the U.S. of A pageant system so long and not necessarily I got first run up so once you get first run up you got two choices you can retire and accept that or you can come a little harder and fight for the crown and I was like this is my only chance to actually go back and achieve this goal regardless if I'm sick or not I gotta go so I went, I was blessed. And like that, that has been one of the biggest com- accomplishments I've had. But preparing for it, it was hard. It was hard. Drag pageantry has been around for decades, but drag race seems to now be the height of drag excellence, according to most. Um, but what does the pageant system think of drag race girls competing? Let's hear from some of the girls that have done both. Shabbat Correct me if the timeline is wrong, but you, so you won in 2019 and All-Stars happened, Drag Race All-Stars happened in 2018. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. So do you think that like being the the first runner up on Drag Race, do you think that helped you going in and doing the pageant right after that? I think, um... I think the brand of Kennedy Davenport helped me because um, it's not so much as getting first runner up on the show, but um, the platform that the platform that I'm on and how I have branded myself as, as being marketable and being present because every national pageant needs a representative. And I think I, outside of Drag Race, I proved to um, be one that puts in the work. And so it was just, it was it was like the icing on the cake of, of being a reality TV star. But at the same time, being in a pageant, you don't get those um, girlfriend points at all. As a matter of fact, they look at you harder because you're supposed to have all this money. And, you know, I'm, I don't fall in the category of she just want to do this pageant because she was on TV and it's easy for her. No, they was looking for just what I gave them big, you know, so you have to step up to the plate. The 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 challenge is bigger. The expectations are bigger. Um, and I mean, that's what anything is. That's what any one of us who are, are on this platform that are doing more than what was handed to us. So, you know, to go back into pageantry, I think it helped me because of, you know, the ability to um, be more present, if that makes sense. Totally. 
I, I prepared so well that I even had like extra time to do extra incentive stuff, like for the judges, for the patrons that came in. I had all kinds of stuff. I had people passing out things with my face on it, um, things to eat while you're watching the pageant, water, um, all kinds of stuff, all kinds of merchandise, honey. I had it everywhere. But that's how that I show, I mean, I hope I set the example of that's how you should compete. And that's how you should want to brand and represent yourself um, in anything that you do. And I learned that through Drag Race. The thing that separates Drag Race from pageantry, yeah, we all, um, starting out, we did have issues with each other. Um, mm. But the thing that we did differently than Drag Race is we still banned as a unit because we understand that mm. you know if we don't team up and stand for you know what what we believe in as a unit then it's always going to be somebody to come and try to replace us like okay well girl y'all don't like her hey how you doing i miss so and so you know what i'm saying so when when a system or people do us wrong in the pageant industry we have a conversation and we make a decision like how are we going to address this are we going to allow this individual to fight this battle by their set themselves or are we going to collectively get together and just try to bring more light? And, and I think more, most time when you bring more light to the situation, that extends a greater conversation instead of just one group of people picking on one person. When, when we include ourselves, then therefore there are several voices at the table to really rectify the situation to move forward so everybody can get along. No one likes confrontation. No one, you know, some people do like confrontation, but majority of the girls like to live in peace because this is their livelihood. We do drag because we love this art form. You know, we do pageantry because we love the art form. And sometimes when you're picking on one girl and it's 40, 50 of us um, in the same arena, we have to look at that because that could one day be you and how you respond to someone else's action is how they respond to yours. So. Well, I, I, hope, team. I hope all the children in the future have that attitude, too, because that will make the world a better place. The reigning year for these queens can be a very busy and productive time. So here is Miss Kennedy Davenport telling us all about her reigning year as Miss Gay US of A. A reign is what you make it. And it varies th through different systems. Some systems don't require you to really do anything. Um, some, sy some systems have a lot for you to do. And some systems is really what you make of it. Like um, US of A requires you to be an administrator as well as entertainer. Um, you know, it's, uh, I, it's not so much as how hard they put it as in, you have to sell a prelim. But it's important to bring about new family within the US of A system. And that's how I see it. As an administrator, you have to create relationships with people and to see where their mind is with pageantry. And once you do that, then you are able to introduce them to your passion. My passion is US of A. So I don't want to sell anything to, I don't, I don't want to sell a candy bar to somebody that, that don't like it. Or you, you get what I'm saying? So why, you know, don't pressure me about 
selling a prelim. Allow me to reign as your queen. And then once I find out, once I seek, you know, once I get to meet all these different beautiful people who love pageantry, then the conversation of purchasing a prelim will automatically come up. And that's and that's what happens. That's my philosophy on it. And as and as one who has um who has been reigning, you know, you you meet beautiful people who genuinely love pageantry. And that's how, you know, you are able to reign successfully because you just meet great people. We're going to be right back after this break with more Miss Gay US of A chats with these divas. To our knowledge, there isn't any sort of like full-length documentary movie about Miss Gay US of A, but there are tons of clips on YouTube. Yeah, and if you just go to Texas and get any faggot who's got a receding hairline and blonde tips drunk, he'll tell you all about it. Exactly. No, because he's probably a decorator and he used to do color. And he was a dresser for, for, you know, a good decade, probably for one of the girls. And she backup danced before that. Yes. Yeah. So you can go on YouTube and there's a pageant pod playlist on the forever dog channel. And there's going to be really great clips on there. And we have a few clips here that we want to discuss. We're going to watch the Asia O'Hara's winning talent and sort of describe it to you. Like a Mm -hmm. see something. Now, this is from uh, Miss Gay US of A, Final Talent Night, 2006. And okay, work. I had seen this before I even met the girl. The face. Wait. Why is this Shangela EOY? Same leather corset, frilled sleeve. Is it the same and bo- outfit? And it's the Kelly Clarkson song. Oh, it's Heal Me instead of the other Kelly one. But I definitely think Shangela's EOI was influenced by this. Look at the pant, the frilly pant. Do you think she borrowed it? No, it's not exactly the same, but it's very similar. I think think it was very influenced. I mean... That's amazing. Shangela knew who to copy. Oh, and she said, I'm going to do an emotional bit. Now now the beat's going to kick in. Bring out those dancers. Here's the dancers. And you know Asia made all those outfits for her dancers, too. Who is it? Is it Kennedy? Shangela. It's Shangela! <gasps> oh! oh! Come on, I DJ. Oh, yeah. That's definitely the same corset. No wonder Shangela wanted to do this as a reference. What a deep cut reference. I'm gagged. I wonder if it's the same outfit because look at that. No, the pant is is definitely different. Asia's like six inches taller than Shangela. Mm, That's true. Oh, my God. This is amazing. Asia is so beautiful. She really is. And she's hitting it. Oh, and now Uh, there's 20 dancers. (laughs) There were two. Now there's 45. (laughs) (laughs) 
Y'all go along and watch this long on the Patch Podge playlist. Oh my gosh. Outstanding. What an icon. I mean, this is one of the, the examples of when a backup dancer says, you know what, I could do this too. Yeah. And then they do. Yes, being a backup dancer in a page is definitely a gateway drug. Uh-huh, gateway drag. A gateway sure. drag. <laughs> That's amazing. It's your sick There's also uh, a clip of Aurora Sexton prepping for Miss Gay US of A. This video is amazing. It shows like her whole process, getting ready. And then it's interspersed with clips from the actual show. It's shot very beautifully. I mean, this, this, watch this. Take the time and check it out. She does this sort of Charlize Theron. The Huntsman. uh, Yes. Queen moment. The tearaway gold gown. How did that tear away like that? I don't. So easily. I don't rightly know. Oh, and honey, she probably subsided only on lettuce wraps before this. (laughs) It's really good. Treat yourself and take a look. This is what... This is the standard. I mean, this is wild. Absolutely wild. Wow. And it's shot really, really beautifully. Edited it is great. Yeah. Yeah, check out Aurora and um, the final gown, too. Honey. And your new Miss US of A. Interview, evening gown, and talent, Aurora Sexton. She interview, ga- interview clean, talent clean, <laughs> gown clean, clean, clean sweet. And there's Jenna Sky in the blonde. Jenna Sky is the blonde right next to her. She won every category. But can we can we can we look at the girl in the back in the blue dress who's not smiling, whose nose looks like she's smelling shit? (laughs) Not pleased. Aurora looks so beautiful. Gorgeous. I hope you have a lot of pins, ladies, because that crown looks heavy, honey. Mm Mm-hmm. So amazing. And one of my favorites is up next. We have Tommy Ross. This is her 1988 winning talent that we have on the uh, Forever Dog Padge Podge playlist for y'all from oh an, Miss Gay U.S. of A, 1988. Let's take a look. I love Tommy Ross. She's so gorgeous. Oh, she used glitter, though. Is that allowed? So maybe the rules changed. A young virgin. And most of all, <laughs> break, oh, this breaking is her. free from the cage. This is uh, Diana Ross eating alive. I saw Fuddy do this as a talent somewhere. I think she did it in EOY. Fantasia. She looks awesome, dude. So good. <laughs> She's doing this, like, virgin sacrifice, like, like, fucking. Tina goes to Tim Puck, too, yes. via Bob Mackeyland. <laughs> but... oh, so beautiful. Voodoo Priestess. 
Everybody knows this talent. This talent is sickening. So amazing. She put my work. My favorite Tommy Ross um, story is when she was doing Bag Lady, Erica Badu. Yeah. And she, at one point, like, kicks this bag open for people to start tipping her after the first verse and the first chorus. Yeah. Because, you know, the first part's about the performance. And she hadn't emptied out the tips from the night before. Oh. And they went flying because she just kicked it and it opened money all, like, probably $400 in ones all over the Rose Room. Work. Just flying. It was so funny. Um, Tommy Ross is just like w- one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen. She's just so tall. Try to describe her without using the word statuesque, honestly. Like truly. She's just like a, a tall drink of water. Beautiful. So um, stunning. We're going to put all of those clips up on the Forever Dog YouTube channel on the Pageant Pod playlist. Check them out. Treat yourself. Enjoy. Do you ever get the itch to to compete in another system or another pad? Girl, yes, ma'am. <laughs> it all takes time. <laughs> it all takes time, girl. You ran a year, and like now, I'm ran. I'm going working on the third year. It's been take you a bag. So that kind of pushed all of my plans back because I do want to be Miss Continental. I do want to be Miss Gay America. I do want to be Miss Black Universe. I do want to be Miss Black America. I want to be Miss North America. I want to be Miss <laughs> Miss EOY. I need all of them before I retire, honey. I need all of them in my life. I do. I mean, I don't care. Like, you know, people... Um, you know, people like Coco Munch Trees and Latrice, um, they was like, girl, I would never, ever, 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 ever step foot on a pageant stage again. But I don't, that that's not me. Because I spent so, I don't know. I guess it's because I spent so many years wanting to be that girl. You know, because and I couldn't compete because I didn't have the money or, you know, I was so busy trying to survive, you know, uh, and I knew what it took to compete on a national level. And I just wasn't able to, you know, so it wasn't as, as lucrative as it was back then where the girls could just jump, jump in and you know, out of national pageants, you know, and have all these dances and stuff. And a lot of them dancers working for free. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't do that. And I try to show my dedication to the system by not running in different systems. Mm. In 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 year. Like, oh, I don't win if I don't win continental, I'm going to such and such the same year. You know, so if that may be the case in order for me to speed up the process of being a national title holder, but I've proven my dedication and I've proven my loyalty to pageantry. So I feel comfortable in if I don't win Miss Continental to go straight to Miss Black Universe in the same year, you know, because it just shows my hunger to reign again in my, in my head. So um, it's definitely in the works. But, you know, again, every system has a different formula. 
So you got to change up the formula. You might have to get a new gown. You may have to find a new talent. You know, it's just, it takes a lot. <laughs> Do you ever get the urge to go back? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, I do not. I, I well, I, I can say I don't get the urge to compete, you know, right. or I'll get an idea in my head, but, but then I'll remember that I like having money and solid food. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, those are nice things. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, and I want different things now, you know, now it's, yeah. it's like when I was a teenager, I thought Miss Continental was the biggest thing I could ever do with my life and, or Miss Gay US of A. And, you know, after I, after I achieved those things and, and time's gone on, now there's so many other things available to me and other women like me. And why, mm. why not take advantage of everything you can in this life? This this um, watching all of these Padge Podge clips of these girls are one of the reasons why I was so offended by Serena Cha Cha's talent on All Stars that she had three styrofoam wig heads, she one was of which didn't have dancers. even one of even one of which didn't even want to stay up. She may not have been allowed to have dancers, but fucking um, Cody Collins drove a forklift with twenty foot high letters, and Tommy Ross had costumes and feathers and a cage that she came out of, and yeah. Scarlett had bubbles. Like this is why I was offended because there's been such a rare such a strong tradition of drag being over the top and excellent and extra that when girls who after 10 years of absence on tv are being deemed all stars and then they come back with hodgepodge silly willy nilly styrofoam heads that don't even want to stand up i'm offended willy nilly i am well the the point is there has been really over the top like drag production numbers happening for many, many, many years. And so it's important to remember that the, the tradition that came before Drag Race, which is, you know, that's kind of the point of this whole project. Mm-hmm. And normally we don't like points near our holes, but. Um... Oh. oh my gosh. Um, uh, thank you so much for joining us on Pageant Pod this week. The mother of Little Pound Cake with an encyclopedic knowledge of catchphrases. Speaking of representing states, the lady is one. It's Alaska. And she's the creator of hit song parodies, viral internet moments, and a bevy of merchandising items available to purchase right now at willembelli.com. Please meet and greet at this time, willembelli.com. <laughs> Uh, the NFTs are also available for purchase. Uh, we will be back next week with more pageantry, glamour, and of course, a little backstage drama. That's right. And next week, we'll be discussing Miss Black Universe with some amazing guests, including Miss Ass Almighty, Akira Chanel Davenport. Yes. So please remember to check out the Pageant Pod playlist on the Forever Dog YouTube channel for all your pertinent pageant video clips and references. And it's just a good goddamn time over there, too watching Divas in the Gown. That's right. And also, if you have any pageant-related news, behind-the-scenes stories, or amazing pageant clips, please send to us at racechaserpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you, and good night! Nicole Dubois!
Pageant Pod is a forever dog and moguls of media production hosted by Alaska and Willem. Produced by Big Dipper and Joseph Shepard. Editing and sound design by Will Pitts. Executive produced by Willem Belli. Alaska Thunderfuck. Big Dipper. Brett Bowen. Joe Cilio. And Alex Ramsey.